0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob Kay, and I am sitting here with my sister from another Mr. Callie Albert. Hey, Callie.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey, Robbie. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing interestingly. Yeah. Is that a good description? Yeah. Is that something people answer th- th- that question with it's often?
0: Better than really fucking boring. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm interestingly.
1: So, a ramp, I think, as people know by now, That we don't plan our conversations. We take great pride in our spontaneity or all the things that sort of fill our minds through the week when we don't see each other or on our walk over here. And so is it okay if I just throw something out?
0: You can throw out whatever you want.
1: Okay. So um, obviously New York City is a wealth of inspiration, observation, freakishness. It's a noisy, and I don't mean that literally, kind of place where there's a lot going on. Constant Circus, right? So I'm walking here today. And within the same 60 seconds, I walked by a construction worker who stops as I'm walking by, takes his helmet off, bows his head to me and smiles and says, have a beautiful day, my lady, or something like that. <laughs> and it was the most beautiful thing. I mean, I love when when men bow down to me. I certainly wasn't expecting it from this stranger. But I just thought you it was You so- mean you're not
0: tired of that because it happens all the time? <laughs> yeah, it
1: does not happen all you're the like, time. You're
0: like, dude, I'm gonna go meet my buddy. We got to record this show. Could you get out of my way?
1: I mean, I am a Leo, but I actually don't expect that kind of behavior. Nor does it happen very much. But I'll take it when I can get it. So yeah. I appreciated it. And I turned around, I smiled, and said thank you, and looked him in the eye. Then, thirty seconds later. Um, I'm walking and I just have cigarette smoke blowing in my face because that's what people do in the city. And that's their, you know, they're entitled. But what it really reminded me of is just the idea of, for the lack of a better word, common courtesy Mm. and how all we humans are living in a big sandbox together and how I really feel like our sense of humanity has really diminished. Yeah that we're all on the edge that our sense of kindness and civility is really going out the window and it I just I don't know what to do with it anymore because it's you know it's easier to feel angry and reactive I know we all have situations that we get into in the moment where you have altercations with strangers because it's like an outlet to get rid of you know whatever aggression you might have coming from some far reaching place. that has nothing to do with that situation, but do you find that? I mean, how often do you feel like you have altercations where you feel like someone's not respecting your space or just being generally polite? Does that happen a lot to you?
0: Yeah. I think it's part of living in the city that everybody's just too busy to be kind or courteous. And, uh, I always appreciate like you, I mean, it's kind of cool. that I did that. Um, Probably made your whole week already, you know what I mean though?
1: Well, I'm not that easy to please, but it was lovely. Right, right. <laughs> it was very nice. It really touched me.
0: I think, um I don't know, for myself, like I guess I'm old-fashioned. I like manners, please and thank you. And uh, whenever I learn new languages, the first couple of words I try and learn are please and thank you. And you want to talk about building goodwill with people. If they speak another language and you say, like, please or thank you in their language, It's it's really good as far as making a connection with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I had this incident happen. Um, I think it was a week ago and I was in a CVS and I was going in to know, get some stuff. And this guy in the front of CVS, you can go to a cashier or you can go to machines and check out by yourself and do self self checkout. And there's a young girl standing by self-checkout, and she must be 19, maybe 20 years old, but young young woman. And this guy, who must have been 50 or in his 50s, is, like, yelling at her.
1: Why? I mean, what was he yelling about?
0: I don't know. But he, this guy, I don't know, it's something went wrong for him, and she had something to do with it, apparently. And he's just standing in the front of the lobby of the store, yelling at her, and just going on this rant, and just throwing a temper tantrum. So I kind of ignored it. I mean, you're talking about lack of courtesy. I mean, this is like beyond that. It's just sort of like abuse. I mean, it's just, you know, totally abusing this young woman. And she's not saying anything. I think she was sort of like shocked that the guy was going off on her.
1: Did anyone chime in?
0: No. Not only is no one chiming in or doing anything, but he's then stopping his rant and talking to another employee who's there, like stocking a shelf or something. And... Like she's not even stepping in for her colleague or her coworker and sticking up for the girl and saying, you yeah, know, could you back off and leave her alone? So I was kind of amazed as what was going on. And like a New Yorker, I was in a rush, you know, I'm going to get my stuff and go. And the more I was like picking out stuff to get, the more this guy was ranting. And I finally started just lose my patience and my own shit. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm tired of this guy yelling at this girl. So I actually put my stuff back. I was like, Mm. I'm just getting out of here. Oh, wow. Because
1: the energy, just couldn't deal with the energy. Just the energy of being in that space.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to get out of here. Um, The only... Well, that's not true. I've started a couple of fistfights in my life. I'm not a huge fighter, but there have been a couple, you know, when I was a kid.
1: Oh, okay. We'll have to get back to that because that's hard to imagine with you.
0: Yeah, but one of the only fight I ever started was a kid in my class was getting picked on by a bully mm. and I kind of stood up for him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, so I just hate bullies I just fucking hate them and when I see people on the train bullying other people or you know just people even if they're crazy getting out of line sometimes I'll say something and it may be stupid you know maybe dangerous but sometimes I just can't help it I just feel like... That's who I am. Like sometimes I just got to, I don't know, say something. Yeah. So, um, so I put this stuff back and I'm like, I'm just going to get out of here. And as I'm walking out, he's really getting on this young girl again. And I just stopped in the doorway and I looked at him and I said, all right, we get it enough. And he looked at me and, he, you know, started calling me names and, <laughs> you know, all yeah, of a sudden now he's on me. And I, I was all right with that because now at least he wasn't, you know, It was a a, a fair fight for him. It's like, all right, you're going to pick on a a girl, like a, a young girl. You know, I'm a man, you know, you you want to, you want to go at it. All right. Let's take it outside. Yeah. Not that. kind. I wasn't just, yeah, no, I wasn't there, but I was like more
1: of an equal for him. More of a threat. Not only that, but I was like,
0: fuck this. I'm not going to stand by and watch this girl get abused. Yeah. And I think sometimes, and I'm not saying that everybody should do this or we should put ourselves in dangerous situations because this guy could add a knife, a gun, I don't that's, know.
1: Right. That's the other thing nowadays is that you always have to be mindful of that. And that's, that's a hard line to walk when your instinct and your reflex is to do something protective. And then, oh, yeah, I might be putting my life in jeopardy all of a sudden because that's the nature of these times
0: it's interesting because I felt like I was kind of moved to say something like I just had had it with the whole temper tantrum and you know, just the whole scene there. I was like, all right, enough of this. And then another way when my adrenaline's going and my heart's pumping and I'm like, this may turn into a fight. I'm also thinking about self-preservation and protection. I'm like, all right, so I don't know what's going on with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, all right, how am I going to handle this? And, any guy who gets himself into a situation like that, and I'm going to guess any woman has the same experience, like, because now it's about to get physical maybe. And both animals that are about to engage that way are scared because this may turn into a fight. So we're both sort of like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? And with guys, it's like, all right, you got to back off. No, you back off. You know, I want to be the stronger one. I'm the alpha male. Right. So, so what happens? So he goes, um, he's calling me names and it's none of your business. Da, 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 da. And I just was like, I was just like, that's enough, you know, or something like that. And then I was just staring at him. And so finally he kind of backed off. Like I was like, Oh no, I started to leave and then I stopped and I came back in because I was like, I'm I, like, I just
1: you wanted to want see the, it through it.
0: Yeah. And I want this guy to back off. And so I kept looking at him and I don't know, we exchanged some words and then he finally turned around and he goes, someone get me a bag or something like that, which is his way of backing off. That was fine. And then I left. And as I left, it's like, it was real fucking upsetting. Yeah. Because it was the last thing I thought would happen that day. It was a Saturday. It's like, I just wanted to get some shit and get out of the store. And then here I am engaging with this guy because, you know, I wanted to do something because I felt like somebody was being attacked innocently. I don't care what the fuck she did. There's no reason for this guy to be losing his shit in the lobby of the CVS and doing that.
1: Well, these things, number one, obviously, they're never rational. And as I'm listening to you talk, and I'm also thinking about a story I'll tell you in a moment, too, that I just experienced recently, where it's, is it the limbic brain? Whatever the dinosaur brain is that gets triggered in these situations. I have a hard time as someone who, and I, I think I can assume this of you, When you want to try to live really consciously and really try to table your ego in as many situations throughout your day as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. it becomes almost a second project. There's the scenario, which is hard to handle. Then there's the project of me with myself, which is how do I support myself, stand up for the person, stand up for the situation, but also not engage in like that low rent sort of mentality that's brought with reactivity and yeah. you know, do you find yourself kind of frustrated that you see that part of you come out or what happens like in that moment?
0: Well, I think as you were talking, I was thinking about the law of attraction. I mean, I was not in a great mood to begin with. So I attracted that whole thing. Uh-huh. So it's not like I just walked in and all of a sudden I'm in this situation. Yeah. Like I was not in a good mood. God when, put a
1: mirror down in front of you at CVS.
0: Yeah. It's like it's when a I'm pain in the ass, <laughs> it's, it's true though. Cause it's like, you know, I'm never a victim. I'm usually, in a situation because I attracted that somehow, or, or you know, there's a reason why I'm there. Yeah. So when I left there, the good thing I got out of it was, yeah, I need to check my own mood, check where I'm at. You yeah. Know? How about you?
1: I had some. Thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> that was just cute the
1: way you asked that. I had something happen recently that infuriated me, and I still am not. It sounds so. I'm still surprised. I'm sitting here about to retell this story. I was in my local nail salon that I've been going to for 12 years. A very, very low key place. Everybody minds their own business. It's a very friendly set of ladies that work there. There's no issue. There's really nothing to speak of. I'm sitting there getting a manicure, and two tables, or uh, whatever they're called, little yeah, stations away from me, is a woman getting her nails done. And I could tell she was, um, she was a little loud, and she was taking up some space. And you could just tell she was, you know, sort of. I guess it's sort of like whatever animals do and they piss in their own space or whatever it is. You can kind of feel that from her.
0: Um, This is my area. Yeah.
1: Well, but she was taking, she was going outside of her area and that's where I get really sensitive. I feel like we all need to stay in our own area. Um, That's just me. So she starts, she makes a phone call on her cell phone and then proceeds to put the person on the other end on speaker. Instead of using her headphones.
0: Of course, because you want to know exactly what I that conversation is. I was
1: jonesing to know who this mysterious male voice on the other end was and exactly what they were going to be talking about. Because why wouldn't I? Right. And I was, and, and admittedly, I'm hypersensitive about this stuff. So my tolerance level is probably lower than the normal person's is anyway. Right. And I said to her, excuse me, would you mind please putting in your headphones? while well, she started spouting off to me immediately very reactive well I don't have them with me and just because you asked I'm not going to do it and she continues this is all the while while this man of mystery is on the other on speakerphone now privy to me what I'm saying to her as well so how fun for everyone And she was extremely attitudinal and rude. I said to her, why would you want to antagonize me? I simply asked you a question. So then she proceeds with her phone call, gets off her phone call. Then she continues to spout off to the woman who's doing her nails about me, as if I don't hear. I don't understand her. She needs to relax. This is not a spa. It's noisy in here anyway. Just like you couldn't. There was no way you were going to reason with somebody like this. And I was so furious. This is a
0: spa. You can't relax in here anyway. (laughs) And I'm trying to listen to my conversation.
1: Exactly. And I'm trying to. The point is, and you know, to go into all the boring details. She was so nasty. There was no reasoning with her. I was furious, but I was trying to keep my composure. The women that are working there who are very quiet, demure ladies were, um, trying to shush, shush us us at one point, but ultimately no one jumped in. No one supported me, nothing. And I felt somehow like I was the crazy one. So I guess for me, the bigger picture lesson or whatever question in these situations is, You know, when you want to maintain some sense of, like, integrity or have a situation just be more adult or respectful to other people's space or whatever word you want to use, why is it that you often leave the situation feeling like you're the asshole, you know? I mean, it got to the point where, like, I have not been back to that place, and I don't scare easily, and it had nothing to, you know, it's a place I've been going forever. I don't want to. Give over my power of my nail the claim you know the claim that I laid in my nail salon. It's ridiculous, but I didn't appreciate the energy of that. The fact that number one, she made it really hard for me to just be there, and second of all, that nobody jumped in. And yeah. it's I guess not their job to, but you know, one point I found myself like looking around for like another customer. Maybe somebody would give me a little wink or a little nod. You know, head a nod of the head, nothing. Yeah. So it kind of speaks to the same thing that you know your drugstore experience was, which is. I don't know, where are we going with all this? Are we hypersensitive? Is this just the way of the world and the way people treat each other? I mean, for me, it's the same as when I'm on a public transportation and someone and I can hear someone else's music or someone else's phone conversation. And I constantly ask them to please, you know, turn your volume down, talk more softly. And I get a lot of really rough reactions. I know I'm like the less popular one in these scenes. So... But I, you know, to me, it's just a, just a bigger, I guess the bigger question is where are we headed in terms of the way we treat each other and the entitlement to take up a lot of space when you're sharing space. And this is more relevant in urban situations, obviously, but it happens everywhere.
0: I think it's about basics. I think there are certain things in life that are just basics, you know? And so respecting other people's space. That's just kind of a basic thing. Now, again, because we live in a city, everyone's on top of each other all the time. They're running around hustle and bustle. There's maybe less common courtesy than in the Midwest or even on the West coast. You know, I don't know, but I, I think, um, I mean, look, New York city is a tough city anyway.
1: That's true. It is. So maybe this is not a microcosm, but, but there's elements of it that are relatable
0: universally. I think. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, um, I think that an appreciation for manners or common courtesy is less maybe because everybody's, you know, so focused on themselves. You know, it seems like we're in an age of self-entitlement a lot.
1: Definitely.
0: And that's not that's not like sounding like an old fogey or something or being too old-fashioned. I think it's just that we grew up where things were a little different and the focus was a little different and the appreciation of the little things may have been a little different. And, you know, maybe everyone can use a reminder about appreciating those small things, you know?
1: And it does really... Um, now I'm jumping, I'm taking a, I'm taking a leap here, but something that is coming to mind Go for it. that we can take, we're allowed to take leaps. We make our own rules, right?
0: Do whatever the fuck you want. You God. know,
1: I remember, I think it was Marianne Williamson who said or wrote many, many years ago. Um, and she was talking about, uh, war and just the, you know, lack of civility and humanity on a much grander, more drastic, barbaric scale than these little incidences that we're talking about. But she was, and it might sound very overly simplistic to lots of people. But I really understood it, that, that the, the core of everything, you could kind of trace all of this behavior back to where you start in your own home, with your own lessons and your family of origin. I'm not saying that it's as simple as, you know, somebody's rude to you when you're five years old and then suddenly you want to start a war. Certainly, I don't mean to oversimplify that. But in terms of just the core of your foundation, it does most often start with your earliest influences, right? Yeah. Regardless of where they are, mm-hmm. and you know now I can jump back to where we were in like modern, you know, in, in the current current day, current times, current situations where. I don't know. I mean, I experience this on so many levels. I have friends that I'll give gifts to where I don't hear a thank you. Family members where I don't hear a thank you. Mm-hmm. Text me a thank you, call, I mean, it's really, really basic things. Yeah. Not returning phone calls, not returning emails. You know, all these things that sound like just these universal complaints, but I'm really interested in getting to the core because I feel like there is a common denominator with all these behaviors that we're talking about mm-hmm. and also our place in trying to understand how to deal with them if we're You know, trying to, if we're just, if they're affecting our day. Mm. So I don't know what to do with all of this. And I don't like myself when I get charged up about it because Mm. I sometimes find myself being, you know, a little righteous or holier than thou, like, you know, as if I'm the one who's here to impart a lesson of like humanity on you. I mean, that's not my job. I know that, Mm -hmm. but admittedly I can get like that sometimes a little principled. Um, and at the same time, I really stand by these principles, I really genuinely do. And I feel like they're, you know, in my inner, inner circles, we all share that. So I don't know that I'm maybe a little crazy, but not completely.
0: Well, I think it goes to the point that I'm not going to teach the world how to act right. Right. So it's about, I'm going to have people in my inner circle who act the way I do, who have the beliefs that I do, who try and do the right thing or have common courtesy or be thoughtful or say thank you or whatever it is. And if people out in the world aren't doing that, a lot of times I feel sorry for them once I get past the anger or the frustration or the annoyance of it. And I feel sorry for them because they're probably not very happy people, you know? know? And the thing is, I'm trying to be happy. It's taken a lot of fucking work <laughs> to be as happy as I am. It's
1: fucking exhausting to try to be happy sometimes.
0: Well, and it's like some days I'm not happy. Like today, I'm not that fucking happy. <laughs> you know, I came in, I said, Callie, I'm in the worst fucking mood, you know? And that's just how it is some days, you know? It's funny. I have a t-shirt that I got and it has in big letters meh, period. It says M-E-H, period. Meh. And so when I'm in that mood, I put on my (laughs) meh shirt and it's that kind of day, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, I think, you know, I can try and and be a power of example. And again, most of the time I'm interacting with people who are the same way. It's when I'm out in the world. and, And I think the thing that is sort of amazing sometimes or shocking is When I walk into a store and I see something like that, I mean, it's so off the wall crazy and out of the norm of what I'm trying to experience in my day. You know, the thing I wanted to say, though, about that story that felt really good was when I stepped out and I stepped back in, I looked at the guy and I said, as he was like yelling at me about something, I just looked him in the eye and I said, leave her alone. And that felt so good. And I thought to myself after I calmed down later in the day, because it took me a while to process that I was thinking maybe that girl comes from a home where her father beat her mom all the time. exactly. And she doesn't know that she doesn't have to take that from a man or she doesn't take, I don't want to, you know, put this in a gender role thing. Maybe she doesn't realize that she doesn't have to take that from anybody. And the fact that some stranger said something to help her out maybe affected her, who knows, in in some way, in a major way, or maybe a minor way. And for that, I was grateful about the whole thing, that maybe had an effect on her life.
1: Maybe the guy came from a similar family, and that's where he was perpetuating his chain of bullshit, too. You know, I I try in these situations, you know, to... Um, again, after my initial sort of, you know, my earthly, my lower chakras, my earthly chakras, mm-hmm. um, you know, I come from that reactive place and I get past that. Then I always try to look from a more universal perspective and find some sense of compassion or understanding. Now, half the time we'll never really know what the answers to these things are, but at least it helps to try to put some perspective over it, you yeah. know, but I just, I, um, I feel like I'm, I'm flashing back now to a conversation you and I had many years ago I think it was after the tsunami actually in Japan and I was feeling very um, powerless and very frustrated that I couldn't do anything to help. And I remember you said to me it's almost like the be the change gandhi quote it's the best thing I can, you know that any of us can do is to just try to make ourselves happy and do right by our own little lives mm-hmm. and that ultimately we have to trust that that will ripple out because to have some lofty goal to fix it on a on a grand scale is a really Big, you know, big and unrealistic thing for most, right? Yeah. So
0: to circle back. That's to what me, you know, acting all Gandhi like.
1: <laughs> you were genius that day. Oh yeah, brilliant that, that was. been a
0: great day for me. Right,
1: and by the way, when you talk to this person, you know, my other question, she just flashing back to this pharmacy story is when you went in there, looked the dude in the eye, and said, "Leave her alone." Who was that really for? You know. Whose mirror were you looking at? Was that for you? Was that for him? Was that for her? You know, I mean, these are the things that we ask yeah. ourselves in these situations, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to at least try to look at all of these different scenarios in a way that can help us grow and recognize again when the mirrors from above are put in front of us as much as they're very ugly and difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I also think that we can't overstate. And again, here's me trying to, and you know maybe inspire other people to try to experiment with this if if i do say my, you know if i can take such liberties to do that but just to remember that little things like looking someone in the eye sticking up for someone saying thank you calling someone back responding to an email very very giving someone your unadulterated attention listening if somebody's got a problem like all i'm just i'm um, you know i'm now um grouping a lot of different things into this, this dynamic. Mm -hmm. But if I, I don't think that those things can ever go too far.
0: Well, and here's the thing, like, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking that maybe people would think that that's too, um, what's the the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, it's too corny or I
1: know it sounds, I feel corny saying it.
0: So it's like, and then I'm like, all right, well, my response to that is, yeah, but you feel better when you do it. So forget the corniness about it, or it sounds old school or old-fashioned or whatever. I just feel better when I do stuff like that. And my thing is, I want to feel better. I want to feel as good as I can. Not great all the time, but I don't want to be miserable or unhappy as much as I can avoid it. So when I do stuff like that, I feel better. That's the reason why I do it. It's not so I can get you know a star you know, or head of the class or be the model student or the model guy or anything like that. I mean, I just feel better when I'm trying to be a pretty good person. Yeah. Yeah. So there.
1: Yeah. No, I, and I, I take that too, but I also, for me, there is another level to it. I mean, it's all part of the same thing. Ultimately everything, the most charitable kind act you can do is ultimately for yourself on most levels, unless you're maybe, you know, an egoless Gandhi, Buddha, Jesus, mother Teresa type. Um, and I don't know that many of them are walking on the earth.
0: Even then, though. Right. They still struggle sti- with that ego. Well, and they, they're they human beings. Fear and... So th- yeah. Right. And, I mean, you know, they lost their temper and they were afraid and they got sad and they judge people and they did all kinds of things, you know? It's like they were great teachers.
1: Well, and, Right. It's true. And I feel like... At some level, it's our earthly responsibility to perpetuate those lessons. I really do. In little ways. Again, not as could, you know, sound a little lofty. Mm. Um, but I really do believe that it's like my responsibility as a human being to be kind as much as I can. I mean, I can be, you know, just uh, have my days um, as well as anybody else can. Yeah. But that, to me, is just part of my divine responsibility to being here on this planet. So... I don't feel comfortable not saying thank you or calling someone back or emailing or giving someone my undivided attention when they need it. Or at least do my best to try. I'm not saying, I'm, you know, I succeed at these things all the time. Right. But I feel like it's part of the reason that I'm here. And it's my responsibility. Yeah. To just, you know, and also maybe... Um, the more I don't experience it when I go through periods in my life where I feel like that quota has not been filled by the by everyone else walking the planet. Mm-hmm. I think I get I react by, you know, going on my own crusade in my mind and making a, a more of an intention of making sure that I do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I just think it's really important. And it's so simple. Yeah, it's so simple. Yeah. It's everything from just, yeah, just basic common courtesy and just the idea the world is so hard right now and there's so much shit going on on big global levels, on domestic levels, on personal levels, economic, social, all of it. Mm. Um, There's so much pain and so much strife that the one thing we do have control over is all of these things that we're talking about. Just our behavior, right? Yeah. Why not try?
0: Yeah, it's free. (laughs) It is free. Yeah. Didn't Socrates say, or someone was quoted as saying. Oh, I
1: don't know. I always quote Socrates. I'm sure I'll know what you're talking about.
0: Uh, just you are the educational portion of this show. I just will (laughs) have everyone know. So, um, no, I think Socrates or some, someone was quoted as saying, be kind to everyone you meet because they're fighting an enormous battle. Mm. So when I can try and remember that I can give people slack and not judge them and let things go. And sort of, you know, not give them a tough time about the tough time they're going through, you know. Um, But, yeah, I just, I think it affects everything, like mind, body, and soul. I mean, it just, it's like, you know, just common sense, you know. The better I treat people, the better I feel. And, you know, the better my mind works, my body works, you know, my heart's working. And uh, that's what life is about, you know. I don't know. It's practice, too. It's practice. It is practice. A day like today, walking over here. It's first day of summer. Happy summer, everybody!
1: Happy summer. You know, I'm a pagan solstice lover. Yeah,
0: no, happy solstice. And so uh walking over here, it's like the first or second day of summer, the tourists are already out in Harold Square, you know, it's packed, you know, everyone's, everyone's trying to looking, get down the street. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. taking up the whole sidewalk, it's believe me, looking mean, up. You can lose your patience really quickly and start judging everybody and then it's like, ah oh, well, I'm not in a huge rush. Why don't I slow down? See that's the thing. Everything we're talking about, it always comes back to me. It's always about me, my thinking, my feelings, my actions. That's what it's about.
1: Everything's about you.
0: Totally. So it's like, as, (laughs) as you completely know and others will find out, (laughs) no, it's like, that's the good news. The good news is that we have control over what we're thinking, what we're feeling, the actions we're taking. And so we can change. You know, I have a friend of mine who used to tell me, you can start your day over at any time.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: And as cliche as it sounds, and I hate to hijack someone else's um, terminology, but you know how Ellen DeGeneres always ends her shows to be kind to one another. Mm. And and at this point, it's it's it sounds so um, it's such a throwaway because it's just a quick tag that she says at the end. Of, but it really has so much weight, especially hearing it from someone like that. And it's and she means it. Yeah. And it's very simple, at least to try. Yeah. You know, random act of kindness once a day. Turn your, whatever it is, turn your technology off for a few hours and look somebody in the eye, whatever it is. Mm
0: -hmm. On the other hand, there's that part of me that likes a good fight. And sometimes I like being an asshole or a jerk or just fucking getting angry, you know, and I'm not talking about acting out in public like that, but there's a part of me that is, can be like an aggressive animal. And it's like, I just want to get that energy out. So it's, it's about balancing. Sometimes I want to be kind and gentle and sometimes I want to be rough and fight, you know, and that's just maybe how I am as a guy. But one oh, of the- no,
1: I like to get my raving bitch out in whatever healthy way I can possibly muster. So I understand.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I'll just mention quickly that, um, I do, I, I do rage writing. If I can't get to the gym yep. and get on the punching bag or if I can't, you know, get a workout going where I can get that energy out, I sit at my computer And I just rage write. And I put on, like, 60-size font, capital letters, and I just fucking type. (laughs) And I just don't worry about spelling and, you know, uh, uh, grammar, anything like that. I just start typing, you fucking bitch, or, you know, you asshole, you jerk, whatever. I fucking hate you. And, like, just as I'm typing, it's, like, getting that energy out. And a lot of times, beneath rage like that, sometimes for me, It's It's hurt. hurt
1: pretty, yeah, it's pretty universal.
0: So sometimes while, and this is a great way to wrap up this whole sort of, uh, topic that we're on. So while I'm typing, sometimes I start crying. Sometimes tears will come up because beneath all that is really hurt. And then I go from the rage to the hurt. And it's like, then I can get all that energy out and move on. And what's interesting is it goes back to what you were talking about with wars and all the fighting going on in the world. It'd be fucking great if everybody had to do rage riding once a week or something. Because maybe there'd be some guys who wouldn't start so many fucking wars in the world or do so many destructive things rather than take care of themselves and what's going on within them.
1: Right. No, it's really, it's, it's definitely true. It's a lot of unreleased energy. That is the, one of the biggest sources of our, of of our demons. I do the same thing too. I write them. I, I really try not to send them. I really try not to send them. And, um, sometimes, you know, I often write them on my computer, like an email form, but I make sure that I write them to myself so that I don't accidentally push the, you know, the send button. And, um, and often I write them even to like my higher power. And sort of like a what-the-fuck letter. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm really pissed at you today. And why is this happening? And why is this situation going on? And what can I learn? And it's a very cathartic thing to do. And again, it's free. You don't have to leave your house. And nobody's listening.
0: I used to have a 91 Explorer. Just like
1: right now. No, yeah, kidding.
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the four people out there who are like, Oh, this episode is so interesting. <laughs> They're great. I love to- I love hearing them talk to each other. What do you call it? Um, but... The thing is, I had a 91 Explorer, two-door Explorer, four screen in Florida. I love that truck. And I used to say, if that truck could talk, because mm-hmm. I used to scream at God yeah. in that truck. I used to get all my anger out, especially God. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck is going on? And I remember when I realized that some of the greatest spiritual teachers in history have lost their shit have lost their temper. And that's how God made us. God made us so we could experience anger and get it out of our system. You know, and that's the healthy thing to do.
1: I think that's a very nice light note to wrap up on today.
0: I think so. As
1: much as I could say so much more, we need to leave them wanting more, not less.
0: Exactly. So Callie and I are going to go do some rage writing (laughs) and then compare (laughs) notes. We're going to go beat the
1: shit out of each other (laughs) just because.
0: Right. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, then we'll compare notes and we'll be ready for the next show. Thanks everybody for listening. I am a life coach in New York. If you're interested in having a session or listening to my life coaching album, you are the hero coaching affirmations. You can go to robk.com.
1: And I'm Callie Alpert. My website is calliealpert.com. If you're interested in private sessions, professional listening, wisdom, advice, and resource seeking, please contact me. Thank you guys.